This Wicked Way Comes is a work of fiction that includes adult themes, language, and subject matter. Handcuffs are recommended, and listener discretion is advised. Welcome to all you beautiful people out there in the radio wasteland. It's me, the king of all liars, DJ Cash Vile. The shining beacon you need, but maybe not the one you deserve. First up, this week's episode is brought to you all by the Scissor Smush Sisters All-New Drive-In Theater. Now showing for the 113th night straight, the J.G. Ballard classic novel turned Cronenberg masterpiece made irresistible by one cheeky prosthetic that your faithful DJ would kill his parents to get next to, and maybe did, wink wink, Crash Bandicrotch. Previously on This Wicked Way Comes, saying goodbye to devoted friends and continually trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Park your keister, meester, and get good and stoned for the next kangaroo courtroom drama featuring Maris and Warble of the Wasteland. Okay, so you've all just left Coward up on the hill. It's getting late in the day. You guys have had a long night. I don't suspect you've slept the night before because it just kind of night just turned into day with all the the shooting and the dragging the bodies into the infirmary and trying to save whoever could be saved. Okay, and then now we're at the next evening. Now you're at, you're still right where we left off, where New approached Kai and was like, what the fuck are we doing here? He and Warble had just come down off the hill with Coward and you were crying uh, a lot. Um, Uh Jill was. Jill was crying. Warble. Warble was basically fine. Warble was basically fine. She was bummed, but death is a uh, pretty common. She she was bummed. She was she was trying to be a good friend to Kai. Yeah. So uh, Maris approaches the group, and New is basically berating Kai, um, and she's like, "This is fucking horseshit. I wanted to fuck something up. You dragged me out here into the desert to fuck shit up, and here we are just getting fucking shot at and doing nothing? Mm. I don't know. What the fuck are we supposed to do now? We could get some guns. We could fucking kill Bast. We could go kill everyone in Escalante Lake. I was fucking perfectly happy riding the bike for fucking meals. (laughs) We could go find who murdered Coward. Fuck it. Let's go find out where all these girls were everyone's talking about. Mm -hmm. To Primrose? I heard that place is fucking crazy. Let's go burn it to the ground. I don't know. Fuck! (laughs) I was perfectly happy riding the bikes for drink and fucking up people in the underground cages for a place to sleep. You drag me out to the fucking desert to punch some people in the face and we get totally fucked. Let's do something. Let's do anything. Warble is getting very excited by this. Uh, she's, She's really feeding off of news energy. She's like, so she's like, yes, definitely. Let's fuck something up. Let's go ask my sister who we should murder. Cool. (laughs) Kai is just like, closed his eyes and he's just like clenching and unclenching his fists. Like, you read off him and he has no idea what to do. (laughs) And he just turns and stalks away and you can hear him just like muttering something to the degree of like, you're still here. You're still here. You're still here. (laughs) You're still here. And you find Maris. Maris joins the party, maybe with Magpie and what now? So Kai went the other way. He didn't come. He took off. (sighs) Well, because I think Maris wants to be respectful to whatever Kai wants to do. They're here at all because Kai was here, so... Right. Well, you could could get him. I mean, he hasn't gone far. Fine, okay. I'll make Warble go get him. I don't think she's that interested, but I'll I'll make her do it anyway. 
So Warble runs after Kai and and just like turns him around and just says like Maris will know what to do. He I think goes. he just keeps walking in the direction she is turning. Right. Him in. She turns him like, and he's just like he's just still like in his own zone mm-hmm. of just rage. Yeah. Okay. And you turn him back and They're here exclusively because Kai they came here to help Kai, you know, cover his debts. And then he's also the one person who like really as far as like our group goes, our core group, who lost anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Algarvia, we just met her. Magpie's real upset, but we you know mm-hmm. we just got here. Mm-hmm. So Right. Um, so the fact that this camp has been destroyed is a bummer, but we didn't lose anything personally right aside from from coward <laughs> okay so let's have it that you all kind of sit down together oh l- our know, party plus magpie yeah let's uh let's get that map out that that we had started working on this will be this will be incredibly helpful yeah let's let's do a parlay warble and kai new go to find maris maris finds you with Bo and magpie mm-hmm. and ringo comes down and explains to you that he tracked the car headed out towards the whale, which is this huge dry sea out to the east. Mm-hmm. Ringo, is he's from this uh, this camp? Yeah, he was the scout that you first met coming down the road. Okay. Who brought you into camp? Mm-hmm. It's a bad name because I just think of that lizard from that Johnny Depp movie. <laughs> and I can't. That's who I see when I, I read Ringo. Oof. I didn't even see that movie. I saw most of it. You did? On an airplane or uh, on TV? Airplane makes sense. I didn't. I wouldn't have watched it. I don't remember any any of it mm-hmm. except maybe you maybe you watched it like on a screen next to like some the person next to you on an airplane was That's, watching it, so you know what happened, but you. I don't. feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like I remember some of the dialogue from the beginning of the movie, so maybe I like watched half of it and then checked mm-hmm. out while someone next to me on an airplane watched the rest of it. That yeah. sounds. That sounds like something that happens regularly. That sounds like what hap- <laughs> What I do. Yeah. Uh, that's how I saw uh, whatever that movie, Date Night, that you were watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a fun movie. Yeah, and I watched all of it uh, <laughs> with no sound, just glancing over your shoulder. I think I watched it again through the seat crack, but I never bothered to like rewatch it with the dialogue. I just asked you what happened, and you told me, and I was like, oh, well, it sounds like everything turned out all right. You're like, that's about what I, that's about what I thought happened. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I didn't understand was the whole like subplot with like the neighbor that nobody liked. Ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. Who also had a scheme plan? Yes. What would you call it? A scheme. Scheme. Scheme sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So everyone has something to say. Uh, who would you like to hear from first? Oh, okay. Um. None of them. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so Maris is just like already over this. I can imagine yeah. she just like puts her head down. No, her like exactly. Arms, like like Maris. The only person Maris wants to hear from is Kai. Right. Because um, Maris is, like, fucking over it. But, unfortunately, Kai, of all of them, has the least to say. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't know what to do and expresses as much, like, I don't, I don't know where to go from here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just always been aimless before. Without coward here is kind of like a, a compass. It's hard for me to know what I want to do. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I, I don't fucking care right now. Mm. Fuck, staying here seems fine. I don't fucking, I don't fucking know. Uh, well, staying here doesn't really seem like an option. And Maris gestures towards the burned everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the ashes and blood and whatnot. Right. So oh, and, okay. and so Magby, Magpie pipes in and she's like, well, if Ringo says they're going out to the whale, then we could track them there. We could see the Quint for guns. He's always happy to trade and we've got some stores we could trade with him. Unfortunately, all we have is the buggy the Lakers brought in. The Lakers. 
Is that what we're calling? Um, what's that place called? Escalante Lake. Escalante Lake. Um, what yes. you've what you've come to find out is uh, Goal and Amnity, the two women who basically passed you on the way to Escalante Lake. They were bringing in a stock of crabs that Al could trade with a group that lives out in the whale uh, that people just colloquially refer to as the crab eaters. Mm -hmm. So there's this group of like vampires basically that live out in the whale and Al was trading crabs for salt with them and she was having Gol and Amity bring them in from Escalante Lake once they got evicted. So you have their buggy. We have their buggy at Al's camp right yeah. now. Right okay. now. And they're they're there too, Golan Amity. And Golan Amity are are there. Okay. And so we have so a goal is like we could we could probably get she's like a big, giant, humongous she's a giant woman. Giant woman. Yeah. And she's Marble like, is very interested in the crabs. Okay. Like you got crabs in there? Well, not anymore. Not even one? Not even one. They, we brought them for the crab eaters. We didn't intend on keeping any. I, they, they were for to trade. They weren't for. They weren't pets. They're not pets. You know that, right? Uh, war <laughs> <laughs> she says, "says you," and then she just like kind of pouts. I, I can imagine she just like pouts and she's just like, <laughs> she yeah. like just makes the noise just, herself. Mm -hmm. So Magpie also to Bo Rain says. Bast is feeding your people poison. You know that, right? She's like, what was she, 14, 16? She's like, I don't, fucking, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. And she's also like, kind of like twirling the box Big Elvis gave her in her hand. Oh. <laughs> the the gesture you made made me think she was like playing with her phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if she had one, it, it would be it would, would be, be the wasteland equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> um. Real quick though, first. We got new people, and I need to write their names down. Okay. So, or I guess I should write them down and just do. Uh, or, yeah. Oh, I'll write them down, and then we can do hex after this conversation, I guess. Yeah. So it's goal and amnity. G O A L. Uh, G O L E. L. Either way. And amnity. Which one's the giant woman? Goal. Giant woman. So she was the the huge pit boss that you saw at Dice Dice Dice, where mm -hmm. New was riding the bike. And Amity is the she's the nervous bartender that you met at the bucket where you met and fucked Kai. Uh, at what place? What was the place called? The Bad Bucket. At the Bad Bucket. I was thinking about that the other day because you wanted to name it the Breaking Bad, and I was like, no. <laughs> it, was one of, it was one of the few times I've been like, like no, we're not. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> it makes sense though, too, also because like it's a lake, so there's like water flowing. There's a break, you know. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. Had you sold it to me like that, <laughs> the next bar could be named uh, something stupid. Something stupid. Okay. Yeah. This is also around the time you came up with Joey Blankets. <laughs> Don't forget who is now a vital character to this whole thing. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> he's uh, he's around here. So he's he's well. He's he lives in Kill City. Let's just say, in my mind, he is not inconsequential. <laughs> he's a big deal in Kill City. Okay. Okay, so, so what are Gol and Amnity uh, telling me? Well, they're basically they're... they're basically like we just brought the crabs. She didn't tell us they were fucking poison. Christ, we've been eating those things. Why ain't we sick? And basically, you know, she explains that those creepy fuckers out in the whale are communing with their sickness. I guess I just want to go home. Or, or Amnity actually pipes in and she's like, I just want to go home. And now this. They're pretty dejected because they're in between spaces. They don't really have deep allegiances with any of this shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the girls, these missing girls are all the way down here in Primrose? Presumably. Yeah, presumably. Oh, that's so far away. It's, this is not to scale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and you know that uh, uh, Magpie has also explained that the Quint is here, and that is a man with guns. Mm-hmm. Or that is where she tells you you can get guns. And she says if 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 he doesn't have it, let me just look someone up. Oh, look at all these weapons I have to cross off. Why did you give me a missile launcher and not let me use it? Well, Magpie basically explains. She's like, if the Quint doesn't have it, then I'm sure someone nearby would have something. He doesn't get his, he doesn't get his shit from nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we could a get... A missile launcher, you mean? I, 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 Maris didn't say that out loud. <laughs> no. I can imagine uh, Maris gazing off longingly, thinking about her the missile launcher right. and okay. the lost opportunity of the <laughs> missile launcher. Um, but no, she's just explaining where you could get supplies and guns. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to head in whichever direction you wanted. So everyone kind of says their piece about what's going on and what's happening. And I'd imagine everyone's pretty exhausted right now. So maybe you want to turn in for the night. Mm. It's getting late and you've all had a rough day. Yeah, right. Maris needs some time to figure out what to do. So you all agree to turn in for the night. Mm-hmm. Everybody takes up in whatever whatever tents and spaces are left. And among the moaning of the survivors emanating from the day room, you finally fall asleep. And Maris is uh, awoken by a shaking in the night. And sitting there is Bo Rain. And she's crying. Mm. And she says, I don't know if it was a dream or if it was real, but I opened the box that Big Elvis gave me. Mm-hmm. And I was you? And I, and I did. I disappeared. I. Mm, that's not the right way to say it. I was gone. I guess it was. Imagine it was like a dream, and I was you. And I heard I, there was a, a voice there. And at first, I couldn't understand what it was saying. But then, in the middle of it, it was someone I'd never seen before. Someone terrifying. I, I ran from them. But at the same time, their their voice, clear as day, said to me, "You look like you could make some money. Young, fresh." In very high demand. Come see me sometime if you want to, you know, make some money, live good, basically take the world as your oyster. You know where. And then he was gone, and all that was there was, it was just me in the middle of a a space, like a sandy black space, and there was a dog there, but it was made of people. The dog was made of people? Yeah, like the dog, like his skin was made of, of people, and... It just walked backwards away from me, but not like not like it was walking backwards. Like it was walking forwards, and I was moving further away. And I th- I... all right, this means nothing to me. Uh... I want you to have said that to her face, <laughs> and she's just like I, dejected. I was, like I was kind of thinking of this. <laughs> you definitely said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you didn't mean to, but you did. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I, I advise her to uh, to get to get some better sleep and all our dreams are are pretty fucked so don't worry about it too much and she kind of you can see just like the color drain from her face mm-hmm. um, you know there's only maybe a candle lighting the whole room most of you are all sleeping together and she just looks at you in the most desperate and childlike way you've ever seen her look at you or anyone you know or at any mm-hmm. time you've been with her and it's a moment where you can see her as a you see her as a child mm-hmm. more than anything else and she she turns away from you and and goes back to sleep um well Warble was sleeping right next to them and heard this and she perked up and she uh she's on the other side so she hops over Maris and um yeah so she'll she'll grab Bo by the shoulders and tell me more and they go outside of the tent area and um discuss dreams Ooh, okay um 
do they come back in or do they stay outside for most of the night? They, uh... Or do they, like, find another spot together and go back to sleep somewhere else? Oh, yeah, once once they're done done talking, they, uh, they come back in and sleep nearby together, wherever. Cool. Instead of, you know, finding, picking their, their way over to wherever they were. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, like, on the outset of the people sleeping, you'd say? Yeah. Like, there's, but they're still in the same spot as everyone. Yeah, they come back into the tent because something's about to happen in this tent. <laughs> Do you want something to happen in the tent? While they're outside, um, uh, Warble tells her all about this dream where uh, she laid an egg and she wasn't sure what was inside of it. Um, so she had to carry it around with her. And then she entered a, a room with a bunch of people sitting at little tiny tables all together. And they all had their own eggs. And they had to show them to an older man who then gave them a score of A to F on how, how, how good their eggs looked at mm. the end of, of the week. And she laid it her, but she laid it herself. She laid it herself, and they spent a little while trying to interpret this dream. Did it ever hatch? Uh, it started to, but then she woke up. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I think uh, Bo probably laughed at you mm-hmm. and was like, "That's fucking stupid." <laughs> like you, you've definitely you've broken the ice, but she's like, "That's fucking stupid." Like, <laughs> like, like, like yeah, I think her conclusion is like that obviously means nothing. Like, <laughs> like my dream has weight, and yours is just like you're just trying to make me feel better. You're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. I hate you. Um, You're like, well, dogs made of people who walk backwards. Oh, what do you think that means? <laughs> right. So when Marble wakes up again, there's a huge man sitting on her chest, like straddling her, mm. and he shoves a gag in her mouth, and he basically like he he's jovial, and he's like, "There's no one to scream for. I'm just a sucker for a good gag." <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much your reaction. And uh, you look left and right and you see that most of the people that were in this tent are not anymore. Huh. Uh, you're there. Maris is there tied up. Uh, Kai is there, but he's like face down, passed out. Mm. He's hogtied face down, basically. Yeah, so he's so. also uh, restrained. Mm-hmm. But most everyone else is gone. And the tent is even torn down a little bit so that it's not... It's, it's been kind of ripped apart. And uh, this man... He's straddling you, and you're tied up, and he rips open your shirt and, like, taps on your metal bra with a knife. Mm -hmm. And he's like, very fucking cool. That's very fucking cool. And he says to you, there's something special about you, you know. Too good to be up on stage at the macaw, but too old and raggedy for much else. And these tits, fuck! It's like they have magic powers! And he uh, cuts the leather straps on the bra and takes it off Mm -hmm. and kind of like stuffs it in like a sack. He's like, I'm taking this. It's uh, it's good to have the matching set. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Who has the other one? Uh, A set of bras? Yeah. Or like the panties that go with the like. No. I, okay. A set of bras. Okay. <laughs> there were there were two bras if you'll remember. Uh, I have forgotten that there was another set. Frank's made one for both you and Pepper. Oh. Hmm. Mm. And he says, anyway, I don't know. Maybe you come by and the boss can decide if you think you might like a job. Keep alive a little longer. Come see me at the Macaw and Primrose. Not your shadow, though. I mean, shit. Yours are like giving me the warm fuzzies, and hers are like fucking scrambled eggs. <laughs> the 
should be the same. <laughs> We've established that warbles are magic. Oh, okay. And Maris is a little more homely. <laughs> and he's like, all right, good to see it. Gives you like a double tap on the face with his hand. Like, mm-hmm. tap, tap. And then um, walks off into the night. And as he's leaving, you can hear him sing a song. And he sings, Soupy, 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 without a speck of cream. Coffee, 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 without a single bean. Porky, 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 without a streak of lean. I live what I love, I love what I am, and I'm a Navy man. Yo ho ho, gangrene vaginas. (laughs) And that disappears off into the darkness. Hmm. Along with, uh, you can see several other men. You, you can't really, but you hear several other men leaving with him. Okay. Um, Warble crawls out of the tent to, like, look around to see, like, where everybody else who was in the tent has gone. Mm-hmm. They've been dragged off with this group. Um, well, why did they leave? <laughs> so, um, you see Goal, uh, like, beat to shit by the fire. Okay. Okay, so not everybody not has everybody. been dragged off. No, okay, not everybody. Okay, okay, you, That's you, why I was looking for the you, you can assess. Left. You can assess who's still here. Okay. Um, uh, so Goal is still here. Mm-hmm. Magpie is still here. Uh, Kai and Maris are still here. And then some of the other people didn't sleep with you in this tent, and you mm-hmm. don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. But it's immediately evident that Nu and Bo are gone, and so is your metal bra. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dang, I was just getting convinced that, that maybe going back to Escalante Lake was the best course of action, but we're, we're kind of responsible for, for New and Bo, especially Bo, who is, uh, we just said 14. 16, I, 14? Yes, yeah, something like that. I, mean, I know she was a teenager, but that's all I really mm-hmm. uh, internalized about her age was teenage, uh, but we'll say 14. Okay. Because that makes her more vulnerable, mm. and I need to help her. Mm. Okay. Because now she knows your secret. Okay, so now what? You've got some well, options? now I crawl back in and untie Maris and Kai. Or Warble does that, because I means many things. Mm-hmm. I can intuit what, what, what <laughs> I t- tends to mean. Okay, that's all fine. Mm-hmm. You all get untied and maybe share share um, your information with each other. Yeah, uh, Warble wants and to know. And Kai it. is just like, duh, Fuck! And his yeah. his face is just like bloody, like mm-hmm. someone punched him pretty hard to get that gag in his mouth. Right. So yeah, Warble wants to know if Kai and Maris know know anything more than she does. No, um, I, the only thing that they know is that the macaw is in Primrose. Mm-hmm. Um, Ringo is gone. Also, was he in the tent with us? He wasn't in the tent with you when you went no. to sleep. So okay. he he could be around somewhere. I'm just wondering if they only stole women or they did. They did. Okay. But they left Magpie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they... Oh, they left Magpie, too? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I wrote that down. Okay. Yeah. I know they left Goal, who is the large woman, mm-hmm. and I can intuit why they may not have wanted her. I don't recall what Magpie looks like in much spe- specificity to... You know that looking at Magpie, she maybe wasn't uh, their type. Mm-hmm. And uh, Maris looks like me, but I guess her tits just pff, really... <laughs> you, uh... You, you, they, what you got from that conversation was that you guys were a little too old for them. Oh, 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 right. <laughs> um, even though you had magic boobs, which is why he offered you a job. Gotcha, gotcha. Maris, though, he said, don't bother. <laughs> She's not even worth the time. Oh, yeah, I think Kai okay. probably knows who that was. Oh, okay. Well, Warble says to Maris, so we got to go save him, right? And Maris says, 
she's rueful of the fact that they picked up this 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Like, she kind of didn't super want to do it at the, to start with, and now mm-hmm. now she's, like, got this fucking responsibility she never really wanted. Mm-hmm. But she's like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta go. Yeah, and Kai is basically like, oh, like, fuck, 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 fuck. He's like, I know who that was. Mm. That was Yah Billy. Yeah. Billy. He's a pretty heavy hitter down in Primrose. Sounds like he's the one who's been stealing girls. Uh, you think? Don't fucking do that, man. Come on. I'm trying to... Don't fucking... Just don't. Come on, Maris. For fuck's sake. <laughs> like, look at me. And he's got, like, two black eyes. And he's mm-hmm. like, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, she's she's doing that on purpose. Get it, getting him back to his usual self by busting, and busting his face. <sighs> Hmm. Yeah. She sure. You sure are. You're getting me back to who I am and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. He, well, he's bad fucking news. It's. It's a wonder he didn't just fucking kill us all because that sounds more like what he would have done. Uh. Mm-hmm. When I knew him before, not someone you want to know. And uh, I've stayed fucking pretty fucking clear of Primrose ever as long as I've known he's been there. Shit. How How did you know him before? Passing. Same kind of shit. Doing just random jobs around the fucking West Coast. Not even the West Coast. Mostly from Kill City and back. He used to hang out down by Kill City, run jobs through Yayo. I think he robbed a train one time, which admittedly is kind of cool. We had trains? That, that's uh, that's Jill, I guess. Uh, there are trains? I mean, probably. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess there there must be since uh, Kai knows better than Jill knows. Mm-hmm. But cool. Yeah. It was it was a train or a monorail. I can't remember, but <laughs> it was fucking weird, whatever. But nobody ever killed him for it, so mm-hmm. that's a plus. Although <laughs> Law Down by Kill City is about as fucking cheap as it is in uh, Escalante Lake, I guess. Not like Soronado, that fucker's got that place locked down tight. Long story short, yeah, Billy's bad news. Maris, she's kind of, you know, rubbing her her shoulders and getting her muscles, like, loose from being tied up or whatever, and says, and long story short, we basically gotta go after him. I mean, they're kind of as good as dead. If anything I've heard about Primrose is true, I mean, if this so they're is not where... gonna use the they're not gonna work those girls. I mean, yeah, but like to death. Maris Mimes like looking at a watch, like they just fucking left, man. Like yeah, yeah hey, he, like <laughs> he puts his hands up and he's like, hey, hey, like I'm I don't make the fucking rules, man, but those fuckers are insane, and that place is not known for being friendly to anyone. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's not interested in any of us, but that's not exactly a reason to keep any of us alive, just walking in there now that they know who we are. Um, Warble chimes in. He says, I got magic tits. Yeah, that's been evident as about as long as I've known you. <laughs> and, uh, goddamn. Holy, holy shit, goddamn. Mara shrugs and she says, well... That's an asset. That's something we got in favor of us. Right. And Magpie, like, comes in now. She, like, throws open the side of the curtain and she's like, is everyone okay? And then realizes that, uh, there's only three of you sitting there. And he's just like, oh. And, like, deflates and just, like, sits sits on the ground mm-hmm. with you. Uh, yeah, Mar- Maris asks, who, who all's left here? And, and Goal stumbles in a minute later as you intuit that Magpie untied Goal and then stormed in. Mm-hmm. 
She's like, a couple of the girls from the infirmary are gone. Most of the people who were hurt were killed because I guess they do that for fun. That's cool. Ringo was out scouting, doing his nightly thing. So he's probably somewhere. He'll probably be back soon since he, they left. The boys at the gatehouse are, are, are beat to shit, but not, not dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, scouting out in the wrong direction to do any good, sounds like. Yeah, well, we'll see which, I don't know which way they came from. He was out mm-hmm. probably looking back towards the whale. Yeah. The way that uh, people drove off. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. So what was the last thing someone said? Uh, Magpie explained that Ringo was on his way. Right. Or probably on his way back. And we'll just jump forward and say that, hey, he's back. So Ringo explains that he was like, I was tracking I was tracking the car back out through into the whale, see if they maybe stopped somewhere or went anywhere else on their way in that direction, uh, which would be northeast or east, east of where you are. They went east mm-hmm. to towards the whale mm-hmm. uh, um, and he, wait who who went the people from the people who killed Al the people who killed Al went to the whale not back to Escalante Lake mm-hmm. okay the people who you've now figured out is, was Rash Ivy well yeah I yeah. think you knew that yes yeah you knew that so he was tracking Rash Ivy and she picked up another man and they headed out towards the whale in the car and he said uh, the group that came through camp here there was a larger caravan coming from Escalante Lake and they stopped just uh, just back over the rise and he points back in the direction that you guys came through. There was like a crack in the hills that you had come down to, mm-hmm. to the RV park. And uh, he was like, they stopped just over the rise and a group of them went down and looks like they took everybody. And then they headed off towards Primrose. Kind of obvious where they were headed. Okay. They like stopped to disguise themselves behind a hill. Uh-huh. A group came down, stole all the people, fucked with you, stole your bra. And then they all went to Primrose. Uh-huh. And uh, Ringo also explains, he's like, from what I could see about the group they had from Primrose, they weren't looking so high. So who knows what it even looks like up there anymore. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't put money on bright and shiny or whatever the hell you want to call it. Maris, uh, she's like, great, we don't, we don't want them looking bright and shiny. I say we head to La Quint and gear up and uh, strike out towards Primrose. There's a, there's a clock on, on how long these girls are going to last. So I suggest we don't waste, waste any time. Cool. Gold chimes in. She's like, we can use my buggy, but it's got, hopefully they have gas down there. We only really had enough to get down here and back. And you all agree to head to the Quint. Mm -hmm. Um, Say, why don't you say something cool? Uh, (laughs) I don't have... Say say something cool. Like, I I guess he just got primrose. Yeah! (laughs) All right, so where are we? You are at El Campo del Aguasol, mm-hmm. and you guys are kind of packing up Gold's buggy in order to head to La Quint to buy guns. Mm-hmm. Oh, where's the map? Do I have it? Uh, yeah, you do. You should. Good. Or... There? You're here, yeah. We're going there. Yeah, south. Okay. Southwest mm-hmm. to the Quint, or La Quint. They call him The Quint. That's his name? Yeah. It's The Quint. Mm-hmm. Or it might just be Quint. Yeah. It's, a, it's a weird name. I mean, even by... They're kind of an isolationist group. Even by group. apocalypse standards. Yeah. They're kind of an isolationist group, weird. so not a lot of uh, communication going on between them. And I mean, El Aguasol is pretty new to the area. Mm-hmm. Um, they had scouted out the RV park, but it wasn't until very recently that they moved in. So he's been kind of a uh, local trading post, I guess you could say. He is. It's just one guy. No, or it's a community of it's people. A commu- okay. But they all are under the umbrella, the Quint. Okay. But it's one guy named Quint. Okay. You'll find out. Well, yeah. You'll okay. see. It's very, yeah, you, as you, it's explained to Maris and Warbler. saying he and then they. And I was like, what do you mean? So 
Warble's kind of sitting near the campfire, picking her nails with a knife, and mm. Guy comes to her. He was Algarvia's bodyguard. And he hobbles out of triage and uh, sits down with her. I didn't have his name down here. I guess because he was, he was still laying down. He was MIA last last session. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember if the... I don't think the back of his head got blown off. <laughs> I don't... I think he took he took a couple... He took some harm, but... If, if it did, it was... Uh, it just looked that way from, he got where, from where I was standing. Yeah. <laughs> now he got better. Yeah. Okay. He got, he got better. <laughs> so he comes down and sits next to you and, and doesn't say anything. What does Warble do? The campfire circle's been just, like, pushed back together after people were, like, running through it and knocking mm-hmm. everything over. Okay. So, uh, Warble's surprised to see him, so she says, Eee! You're all better! And gives him a big hug. <laughs> and he says, Ah! Like, ah! He's not, uh, happy about that. He says, no, 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 no! Because you're squeezing all his blood oh. back out of his body, and he just got it all back in there. Just made a bunch of new blood. In fact, so much that he kind of aggressively, like, pushes you off of him, because he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. And he says, all, all better's not quite, doesn't quite explain it. Mm-hmm. Better enough to come to the Quint? I don't think so. Mm. I don't have any reason to go there. Fair enough. Um, You're going to the Quint? Yeah, we lost a girl. We should get her back. Oh, the young one? Yeah, the kid. Yeah, that's a real shame. Can you, do you know where she is? Oh, I mean, yeah, but like where I meant, like, I thought more specifically. <laughs> like, Primrose. What do you, yeah. So what do you know? What, 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 what do you know about those guys? And he kind of like is taking labored breaths and like holding his ribs where you uh, squeezed him. Uh-huh. Um, and you could see kind of like blood pushing through his shirt a little bit. I grab a hanky and give, give yeah, him a he's, hanky. Yeah, he's so just he's kind of looking a, at it like... He's got a uh, little extra yeah. stuff in. Let's yeah. Give it he's, a... he's not looking at it like with uh, any kind of panic. It's just kind of like, a, like I'm going to have to deal with this thing yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Stitches split a little bit or Yeah, something. exactly. And he says it's a, it's a pretty terrible place. And definitely no place for a kid, let alone really anybody with a sane mind. It's kind of a cesspool of degenerates and violence. Yeah, that's what we thought. That's yeah. that's kind of why we gotta go for Bo. Where's the other girl that you were with? Did she get taken too? Um, the Chinese girl. All the girls got taken except, except me and my sister, I think. Right? Nearly. Oh, Seems well. they left the bigger girls behind. Yeah. Which is, uh, is that a good or a bad thing, you know? Exactly. And that's why all us big girls are going to go help the littles. Hmm. Yeah, that's sounds... Huzzah! Huzzah, yeah. Well, I would suggest not wasting too much time to get there. Everyone who goes in kind of ends up with a clock on them. Okay. Uh, Usually when any... they come back out, they're not the same person anyway. No. Okie dokes. Um, and at this who, moment, who, you who feel... Have you, who, who, do, who have you seen uh, anybody been there before and made it back? Who Who's they? And can well, we talk to them? That was kind of... It's not... No. No? No. She died in front of all of us. Al, Al had been through there when she ran with a gang. It was kind of one of her last stops before she walked away from them all. And it was kind of my job to keep her safe after that. And you can see that that didn't go very well. I'm sure you did your best. And she pats him somewhere that's not bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really. He kind of like looks at your hand, like patting his knee, and he's just like, Psh. he's not affected by it mm-hmm. in any way. Um, but around now, you feel a pinching at your ankle. Oh, is it who I think it is? It, it is who you think <laughs> it is. Kind of tucked, un- tucked under the log a little bit. There is a there is a small crab there. Bobby! I pick him up. Whoop. Yay! <laughs> 
Uh, just as I remembered you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and Guy is just like, you know those things are poisonous, right? I squeeze one in his face. <laughs> and he, he, he comes back a little bit and like puts his hands up. And, but then he's like, ow! It, it was, he made a quick motion and it definitely yeah, hurt him. Like, oh, everything I do is a mistake. <laughs> and around now, Magpie comes over and she has uh, shaved her head. She, she had long dreadlocks before. But in between the time of the attack and getting ready to go, she's shaved her head mm, and says... Bold uh, choice. Yeah. And she says, uh, your sister's almost ready. And we'll cut to Maris, who is loading up some meager supplies into Goal's buggy into with goals. Goal. And Goal is kind of uh, brooding and pushing things into the buggy, whatever they can find, some canned food, two small jerry cans of gas. And uh, she's grumbling. She's grumbling to herself and she's working hurriedly. Okay. Um, uh, this is Jill talking, not Maris. Maris is more decisive. Um, yeah, so what do, what do you think we'll be able to get from the Quint? What kind of... Guns. What, oh, this like is... Like, enough for guns. Guns. For everyone. Guns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, heavy, uh, some heavy, heavy hitting is artillery this, or... This is still you. This is still Jill? Uh, who, who am I talking to? No, this is Maris. Maris is, Maris is, uh, asking for information okay. about the Quint and, like, what, uh... Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. And Gold just says, guns, weapons, Okay, uh, what's knives. he take, what's he take for barter? Any, he fair man? I've only met the guy once, but he seemed fair. And she holds up, like, a carpet bag. There's some stuff in here he'll probably want, and she just, like, tosses it in, and you hear it jingle. Uh, or she put it in the buggy? Yeah, she threw Can it in I the bug. Take a quick peek then. Yeah, what do you then, see? Oh, um, what the, what would Cole have that she's? Uh... Well, she's probably collected it from everyone at, at the camp. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. It, it's like everything you guys are packing is like a pool of supplies. It's not just it's not just her supplies because she made evident that uh, she only really had enough gas to get back to Escalante Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So right. everything uh, you guys have is basically the end of the supplies, and everything that the camp had was mostly destroyed. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, like, mostly food and clothes and maybe, like, um, like a barbecue, like one of, like a little... Like a hibachi? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't have electricity. No. But at this point now, Kai Kai comes over with a crate that has eggs in it. Ah! Yeah. I was thinking canned goods, but eggs. Yeah. That's good. He says, uh, the chickens just paid out, so we've got a couple of things to offer. Yeah, woohoo indeed. Woohoo's not like you. You seem to be enjoying this a little too much. <laughs> uh, haven't haven't seen fresh eggs in a in a good while. Yeah, well, uh, got it. Got to take the good news where it comes. Yeah, that's a fair point. At this point, Goal turns to you both, and she's just like, "I want the both of you to shut up. We have to go. I'm going after Amnity, and if we're gonna do this, let's do it already." All right, all right. Or well, I, I maybe I don't say it quite like that, but Goal is intense, and I don't care for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so I uh, give like a loud whistle, the kind of whistle that you can, can yeah, do yeah. with the, but I can't do. Yeah, but. when you when you stick two fingers in your mouth and suddenly it sounds like, yeah, like that. Like that? Yeah, yeah like, can you do like, it? Nope. Nope, no, your mom know. can. My mom can, yeah. Oh, That's right. how she used to call us home for dinner. Mm-hmm. It was super fucking annoying. <laughs> Thanks, But Ma. to be fair, if I could do that, I would probably do it whenever I had opportunity. Mm-hmm. Same. Okay, so I do that Okay. to to signal uh everybody to to come over and like you know wave my hand like rousing the troops mm-hmm. 
here we go. So who's going? Um, let me get back to the list of people who we have. I mean, I think, yeah, uh, Gull, Magpie, Kai, Maris, Warble. All right, yeah. Uh, big Man. That would be G. Gags. Uh, big, big oh, man that was Yawbilly. No, no, that was that, that's your notes from last time. Yeah, that's what I was going back to see. So Yawbilly's here? No, Yawbilly's a bad guy. Oh, he, I was He's told, the one who oh, took was, all the girls away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's here too? <laughs> He'll be a lot of help. <laughs> my, my notes are, if he's a big guy, <laughs> my notes are very uh, not good. Um, okay. Yeah, so all, all them. Um, That's all we got, really. Uh, Gee is out. Yeah, and as you um, rally, Magpie says, I'm not going either. We need someone here to rebuild all this. And she kind of makes like a flapping motion with her hand. I shrug. <laughs> I'm not going to talk her into it if she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, she doesn't. She yeah. really, she super doesn't. She says, uh, you be careful out there. I don't suppose we'll see you again, but hope maybe, maybe we will. I don't know a good way to say this, but I want to say thank you for helping where you could. Yeah, any, anytime. Or not really. You understand. Um, but bye. Bye. Good, goodbye. <laughs> uh, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> I feel like so many of these conversations don't fucking pay off. Yeah. And there's just, I just never, I'm, I, I keep losing, losing where we're supposed to go next. This podcast sucks, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she pulls Warble aside and she says, I think you should have this. It will probably become helpful at some point in the near future. And she hands you a pouch and she says, uh, smear it on a blade before you put it in somebody. And they're a goner. She gave that to Warble? Mm-hmm. Ouch. Oh, wait, I should put that on my, on my list of things. Mm-hmm. Pouch of Waitland. And she leans even closer and she says, get it in their food and they'll die the most painful death you've ever seen. <laughs> um, and then she like kind of... Warble, Warble's eyes light up and dope. <laughs> yeah. And then Magpie, she grabs her like septum ring and kind of like gives it a fiddle, like sliding it back and forth in the hole like it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then uh, goes to run her hand through her hair, but her hair is gone. So she just kind of like pats herself on the top of the head and then turns uh, and, and leaves, leaves y'all. Oh, okay. Kai turns to Warble and he's like, what the hell? was that poison okay <laughs> and y'all get in the car okay. um goals driving what does the uh inside of her buggy look like it looks she's like a bunch of shit on the on like glued to the like dashboard oh. okay like what what kind of shit um all beanie babies all beanie babies yeah just beanie babies they must look like fucking hell now yeah yeah okay. <laughs> so like a bunch of totally decrepit beanie babies mm-hmm. and she sees you uh eyeing them up and she's like amnity amnity like them mm-hmm. uh, i'm indifferent like sure you are i mean the the eyes on them are still you know yeah shiny and she says yeah, cute shiny eyes just yeah. staring up at you to which she she replies and she says amnity like them and she punches one so hard that all the beans shoot out its ass oh she just got stolen right so we yeah. can we, we're gonna get her back don't mess up her dolls she doesn't know what to say to that. <laughs> and she, uh, you can see like the veins in her neck and forehead bulging. And you can tell she's both infuriated and lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, am I Warble right now? You're whoever you want to be. Okay. I take out Bobby the Crab and make him do whoop. a little whoop. And she, she, she does, she has a reaction kind of similar to Gee, but not as uh, quick. It's more, it's slower. And she kind of like, like glares at it. And she's just like, why do you have that? He's cute. And then I put him where the, the beanie baby used to be. Her punching spot? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, and as, as you put him down, he gives a little whoop. 
I bet Anity will like, she, maybe she won't even notice the missing spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I pick up the, the eyes from the beanie baby and set them set, set them on his, his back. <laughs> on, on his shell. Yeah, on okay. his shell. Okay. As the light changes, you, you notice that he, he has like a blue and red color to him that changes depending on the light. Mm-hmm. Almost like from one direction he looks red, from the other direction he looks blue. Is it like he, iridescent? Like iridescent, okay. yeah. And he kind of sparkles a little in gold, kind of loses her for a minute just kind of like staring at the the sun glinting off the back of his shell mm-hmm. and then she uh, shakes her head and she throws the car into gear and hits the gas and you head southbound listening to this episode of This Wicked Way Comes. We've been Jill Sherman and Matthew Sahaki. DJ Cash Vile was played by Timothy Bronner. Our theme song was written by Garrett DeVoe and Francesca Caruso. Apocalypse World was designed and created by Vincent Emigay Baker. This Wicked Way Comes is distributed by KFAI.org Community Radio, 90.3 Minneapolis, 106.7 St. Paul. Episodes are released on the 14th of the month at kfai.org. Please review on iTunes, stream on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Your listenership and love is the only thing keeping us going these days, and our dog depends on us, so do your part, for little Reed's sake. Let us know if we should keep chipping away at the ham or hang up our headphones by tweeting us your favorite video game hairstyles on Twitter at ThisWickedWay. Contact us through our forum on thiswickedwaycomes.com. Remember, even in the work camps, we will be humbled by the beauty of love. You are a criminal, be prepared to act like one. Hold on to the pain. If you are being abused or suspect someone is being abused, please call the toll-free National Sexual Assault Hotline 1-800-656-HOPE or visit the online hotline at rainwith2ends.org. Sift through the ashes with this tremolo triage Taken by Storm by Matthew's new favorite band, Gold. Support them at thebandgold.com. I hold your stare for a moment, all impacts are unknown. Beyond anything experienced, at least we're not alone I am not the image existing in your mind You are not the problem that I fail to describe I was swallowed up
Yeah.